Hey, Mom, how are you? I am good, my son. How are you doing this week? Doing well, doing well. You want to tell everybody who we are? Yeah, please welcome to Politics with Mom. You can find us on politicswithmom at gmail.com, politicswithmom.com. You can also find us on Politics with Mom at um, Twitter. And on Twitter, yeah, got that right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're doing and, well. and politics with mom on YouTube. And by all means, please subscribe and leave us a comment. The comments will help us to know what it is you're looking to talk about. To guide the show. All right. Absolutely. Well, thank you for that. So where do you want to start as we look back in our week in oh, politics? And, uh, you know, it gets crazier and crazier. You got Trump doing his rallies and they're doing peaceful protests. Hmm, that's only against, you know, what we're trying to do as far as coronavirus goes. So to me, that's like breaking the law. Um, that, that Trump's rallies are breaking the law? Well, yeah, because, I mean, you're not supposed to have more than 50 people in a crowd. And yet he's saying, oh, but we're just doing peaceful protests. What kind of a guiding politician? What kind of a president is that? <laughs> I don't get it. I don't care. How can people not see what he's doing? God, could I, could I please just have you talk to the you that started this whole podcast? Because oh. I think I said those exact <laughs> phrases as that, that almost in that exact way with that exact emotion. And you were like, well, you got to understand. I think he's okay because he's that, 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 that. Oh, that's so funny to hear you. <laughs> the complete opposite. All right. So be happy you just won me over. What can well, I say? I, well, you've been won over for a while in, in your defense. I have. It was, I have. It's just getting into like new extremes of being won over now. <laughs> like, wow, you sound like me. You go, girl. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, the Supreme Court thing, him mm-hmm. pushing this. And, you know, of course, one of the reasons I, I was just reading an article that was saying one of the reasons he wants his confirmation so badly. And, of course, there's a lot of things that are really concerning about pushing this through. But one of the things is, you know, that he wants his confirmation because he is worried about campaign litigation. He's going to need the Supreme Court on the side. Right. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Right. And that just sounds like super scary to me. Like, which again, I, this is why I over. don't understand why people like the, the devoutees, right? I just don't understand it where they're like, because if, if Obama had done 10% of what, you know, if you just take Trump's words and say, oh, Obama said this, what did you think? They would flip out. Absolutely. And then, but somehow it's okay that Trump's like, because he's protecting the country now. He's. He's keeping it safe from the radical liberals. And I'm like, you know, all he's doing is basically dividing the country more and more and more. Um, and of course, you know, this, this Supreme Court justice is Amy Coney Barrett. Yes. Uh, we're talking about. So that's the one that I'm sorry. Yes. announced um, that they're going to, and, and it, you know, that'll happen. It's not a, it's, it, you know, there's zero chance that anything's going to happen unless Republicans decide not to, and they won't. Um, so I will say it could have been worse you know, I mean, we'll see what happens with the confirmation hearings, you know, as they as they inevitably will push her through. They were literally saying they had the votes to push through whoever the nominee was last week. Mm-hmm. So it didn't matter. They're mm-hmm. going to push through whatever mm-hmm. it was. Didn't matter. They're going to vote mm-hmm. on it. Um, that is how the game is played. And that sucks. But, you know, this is why when that when the when Harry Reid got rid of the nuclear option in 2013, where they couldn't mm-hmm. uh, uh, do filibusters anymore. 
Like, mm-hmm. and they took it all out. And then the Republicans, what, as soon as they got in power, did it for the higher, highest court in the land, which is Supreme Court. So now nobody can filibuster. Um, so, but, you know, so on one hand, he got rid of that log jam. On the other hand, it means anybody that's in power will, will abuse it, period. You know, and that's just, that's just the rules. That's just the name of the mm-hmm. game. So at this point, like, you can't hate them for it. I don't like it, right? Because it's, but that's what the rule is, right? They, mm-hmm. whoever's in power gets the power and power begets power. So, you know, here we are. Um, so she'll get, she'll get the job. Um, it's just a matter of like, you know, what do the Democrats do with it? Do they fight it? You know, do they make this their issue? I personally don't think they should because it's going to happen anyway. And all, but it just looks, look, makes them look whiny and there's, there's nothing they can do about it. She is going to be on the bench. Well, and, and the sad part is, I think the thing that bothers me is that when she was up for confirmation before, one of the number one this biggest is when she was concerns being to a federal um, judgeship, right? Um, she's been a judge, I think, for a few years now at a federal level. I'm trying to remember. No, she was up for confirmation with um, Kavanaugh. I believe it was Kavanaugh. Wasn't that the last one that Trump did? Yeah, but Kavanaugh was one of those confirmation. It's confirmation. Uh, so I'm not sure. Hang on. Let me just do what you're trying to figure out. Yeah. I, if I, I was know, reading she, that she correctly. Was, she, but she wasn't up for, up for Supreme Court. Okay. She, maybe I got was, the wrong it was, one. It was a, Kavanaugh was the Supreme Court one last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought that when they were doing a couple of different people. Anyway, the biggest concern was her religious beliefs. Right. And how much they would influence when you're to keep that separate. Right. So, um, and I, I have to say that to me, that is a concern. Yeah. But, on, um, but, and if she says, I believe I speak to God every single day and he's actually sitting right here next with me. And I don't know why you can't see him because hang on a second. Oh yeah. God says to say hi. And she does all of that shit at the confirmation hearing. She'll still sit on the Supreme court. She'll still sit on the Supreme court. Mm. Nothing's going to stop her from doing that. So it doesn't matter. So this is where it's like, at a certain point, you're like, this is done. What's the yeah. point? Everything's just grandstanding. And I mean, you know, we'll see. There, there, are, there are people, and I'm giving her benefit of the doubt because we just don't, we just don't have the choice. And you got to look at sometimes you got to look at bad situations in the most useful way possible. Mm-hmm. And you go, okay, like she's going to be there. It just doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Just doesn't matter. She could sacrifice a goat in front of Congress and they would be like, all right, well, welcome to the Supreme Court. They're going to do it. There's, there's nothing that's going to happen. So um, at this point, you look at it and you say, well, you know, what are others saying about her? It doesn't seem like others are saying horrible things about her. No. Right? Nobody's coming out being like, you know, going, because there are lots of judges, lots of judges that are sitting in judgeships right now that were not qualified at all, that people were saying crazy stuff about, who really make horrible decisions and are still, you know, made it through. And, and you know, this one at least doesn't seem completely crazy. Um, yeah. It's not what you would expect from Trump, to be honest. Like I'll, I'll, give, I'll give so far, right? It doesn't mean something won't come out when these confirmation hearings go on. So I'll reserve the right to come back and be like, nope, never mind. Still crazy. We should at least burn us in the streets. But at this point, it's like she's gonna get it. What's the point? I don't understand. Like I feel like what's the point in complaining about this? This is not gonna do anything mm-hmm. at all. It's just gonna it's gonna be another things the Democrats lose on. Now that said, everybody <clears throat> needs to remember, like. When you didn't vote last in 2016 and you were like, well, what's worse going to happen? When you uh, chose to vote third party, you know, well, what's worse going to happen? I hate Hillary, so blah, blah, blah. And you did all that crap. This is it. 
this is the consequences of that stuff. This is why you don't throw away your vote. Don't do protest votes. Not when it's going to be something that's important as this, not this time. And I can, yeah. I can almost see last time doing it. Honestly, I, I don't blame them for it last time. Just saying these are consequences that, you know, unintended consequences, because I don't think anybody thought it was going to be close. And they all thought Hillary was going to win. Anyway. Yeah. So people threw yeah. away their vote because they figured, wow, whatever, who cares? I'll read, at least I won't have to say I voted for Hillary, but she'll be in office. And then the whole Trump thing happens. So it's like, crap, this is the year that you know going in, it's going to be close. It's going to be not fun. It's going to be vicious. It's going to be like, you've got one side of the team who pays attention to norms and morals and ethics. And then there's the Republicans, which are now the Trumplicans, right? Again, I don't want to damage Republicans by name because I think there are some good Republicans out there. Um, but the Trumplicans for sure don't care. If it's not a legal rule that's been held up in Supreme Court, then they are going to do it. And then if it is a law, they're going to challenge it. It won't matter. That's what they do. That's how they play the game. So they are, they are incredibly aggressive players of the game. And Democrats are not. They're not used to that. So that's why they you know, haven't been handed to them all this time. But at this point, it just keeps escalating. The power begets power, begets power, begets power. And now you've got this weird extremist edge of the Trump against taken over. That's the issue, right? And that's where everybody's got to go and say, okay, we got to reset the system. But this is why votes matter this year. Every single vote, every single possible vote, like needs to stop. I hope all third party candidates would just drop out just, to, just for the sake of the country at this point, because it's dangerous that they're even trying to get votes for the Green Party or Libertarian Party or whatever else. Well, from what I was reading, it's now down to 3%. Most people are not looking to vote uh, Libertarian at this point. Well, yeah, that's ideal. I was reading, right? I mean, yeah. I was even reading that 3% that, that... should be like, let's you know, give that to Biden, like right yeah. now. Like, that's the yeah. best. If you want to help the country overall, sometimes you got to do something you don't want to do. Sometimes yeah. you got to sacrifice a little bit. Like sometimes you do, right? We, and we don't, we're, we got, I think as a country, probably pretty lazy because things were, are so good for so long for a lot of people as a society anyway. Um, not for everybody, but as a society, it's been pretty good. And so mm -hmm. you didn't really have to take care of it much. It wasn't much maintenance. And we stopped teaching civics and we stopped teaching participation. We stopped educating people on how things work. And now we're here. And it's like, okay, now we got to sacrifice a little bit. Like we, this is the price we pay for that comfort that you know, a lot of society has had over the years. And again, not everybody's had that, which is again, why we're in this situation because of that. So, you know, it is, it is what it is at this point, but you know, at the, the Senate hearing is gonna go through. She could be worse. That's all I keep saying is she could be worse. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? We'll see what the confirmation hearings are. But you know, I, I personally don't think Democrats should make that big of a deal about this one anymore because it, there are, it's, it's a foregone conclusion. It's a loss. And times, the time's on the clock, kind of, so to speak, right? Like time's mm -hmm. running out. So what do you do with your time? If you're the Democratic Party, how do you take this and spin it? And how do you make sure that you get even more votes now? You get more Republicans crossing lines because this is a Republican win. Like even Mitt Romney came out and said he's going to do this. Right. Even though the one from. Um, yes, Susan he Collins did. Which surprised no, me. Did. See, it, on, it, it kind of initially it did. And I thought about it and like, you look, he's from Utah. He's a Mormon. Of course, he's going to yeah. vote for this person. This is like, this is a win for him. He has oh, to do yeah, that's no, true. I didn't think of that. From. Susan Collins, who's in a dead heat, you know, battle and she might lose her seat because of how much she supported Trump. She came out and said, no, she's not going to vote. Right. Forward. But that's because she's about to lose her seat. Anyway, she's in a half and half battle right now along with like Lindsey Graham's, you know, challenged 
in South mm-hmm. Carolina, like his mm-hmm. Democratic Party, he's running out of money. He was on Fox News peddling that, that he didn't have enough money to keep the campaign going, which is great. Whoa. So, you know, there's, there's some definite movements that are here, but, you know, this is the time where it's like, you don't, you don't look, you don't go like, okay, cool. Momentum's going in our direction and Biden's going to be it. We're going to, we can let off the gas. It's like, no, this is the time you add more gas and you slam that pedal down and you power through the line. And the line we're looking at is the first week of December. You don't look at November 3rd. You look at like first week of December, we're going to get all this through, things through. Because did you read at all or hear about the Atlantic article? That to me is the main thing. Is no, I did not. What is that? So the Atlantic article was where they interviewed you know, somebody in the Republicans, but it's been vetted. And it's this is a thing. It's not fake news. It's a thing um, where Trump's, uh, they, they basically went through the contingency plans of the Republican Party saying, okay, what happens? And the, and the plan essentially is um, step one, which everybody knows, ballots are, are, are fake, right? Like put that out there. The ballots are fraud. They're fake. It's, it's going to destroy the election. Ballots are bad. The mail-in ballots, excuse me, mail-in ballots. So first step one is that, which they have been doing and they will do more of, right? To, to basically say ballots are bad. Step two, Trump's going to win uh, on November 3rd, he's going to look like he won't win. He's going to look like he's winning. It's something called the Red Mirage. It's because Republicans will vote in person and Democrats will predominantly not as of this point in time, as of this point in time. So you go, okay, so there's that going on. So, and then they will then say when Biden sweeps it, which is still expected at this point to Biden to come in uh, into power, then they say, no, that's because of those fraudulent, see, we told you this is going to happen. And the Democrats were going to start stuffing ballots and throwing away Trump ballots. And they're going to find every single one that was put off to the side for some reason, right? That wasn't a conspiracy. They're going to turn it into a conspiracy and they're going to challenge this in the courts. They have to do this for 35 days because by constitution, they, the states have to then choose the president. So they only have 35 days they have to postpone this thing for, so, wow. which they will. So then the, they, after 35 days, it then goes to the states and the states have to pick, pick their horse, so to speak, at that point. So then they go to these states, the swing states like Arizona, that are led by Republican legislatures. And those legislatures choose the people who are going to electoral college. That's how it works. Whoa. That's the law. That's how it works. So the plan is do all of this, create the mess so that there will be a mess to clean up so that we can challenge the mess for 35 days so that we can get it across. That's their game. So they can get it across the line and say, hey, go ahead and choose the electoral college. Like at this point, we don't know. So we got to move forward. Who do you want? Oh, how weird. You want Trump. How weird. Okay. Then that's going to go to the Supreme Court. Ta-da. Yeah, six people in majority Supreme Court conservative. Whoa. So that's the plan. And they have told people that. They're, they're, and the Republicans, to their credit, do not hide anything. They just tell you what they're going to do, and then they do it, which is what makes people like Republicans. And again, there's Trumplicans at this point. But that's mm-hmm. the problem. This Republicans' muscle is in the Trumplican party, and the Trumplicans are taking it off the rails. So Republicans created this monster. So this is their fault. This is their, their responsibility to clean up. And that's why they have to vote Biden. It's the only way to do it. Real Republicans have to vote Biden. A lot of real Republicans are. A lot are, um, which is good. More and more and more and more and more every day because they're seeing this stuff happen. And they're like, wow, at this point, they're using the rules 
for this kind of coup to basically take over the government where, and not in a conspiratorial way, just like, this is the rules. This is how it's set up. It's just that nobody ever thought anybody would actually do it. Well, you know, it's interesting that, that it's, uh, that you say that because I remember years ago when uh, Trump had done some questionable things with changing, you know, with going after like, for instance, trying to get his, uh, um, in New York when he did not have to pay taxes on the Trump Hotel or Trump Tower for 40 years. Well, he was able to, I mean, basically, he basically said there's loopholes in the laws and I just used them. Yes, exactly right. And that's what he's, and he's doing. Like, he's like, he's don't, using... don't blame me because this is, this right. is the thing. Is, is we This is the way it's lost. written. Right. right. And so guess what? I'm going to use those rules. He's a good manipulator. Yep, that's exactly right. If there's no, if there's, and that's what the thing is, this, that's, that's their rules. If, if the, he's, he's the annoying kid in the game when you play a game Monopoly and it says move three spaces and he moves like three gigantic spaces, like just mm-hmm. starts skipping. And he's like, you didn't say, no, it didn't say consecutive spaces. Right. Didn't say you couldn't go in reverse. Like, right. and he's the, he's that kid. He's that guy. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, it didn't say you couldn't. So I can. And that's, that's what's yep. happened. That's Roger Stone's influence. That's what Roger Stone did with Nixon. So, and that's, but that's not, shouldn't surprise anybody because they, they are, they've just said that they've said so many times that they're going to do. And they've just done it. And people haven't put laws in the place. The problem is you can't put laws in place because the people who are in charge of the rules are those people right now. So now they're in charge of the game rules. So you're like, it's, they're not going to make rules to restrict themselves at this point, which again is where we find ourselves and why everybody's got to vote Biden. So the only, the only way this goes down to avoid this Republican um, sort of plan B is if there is such an overwhelming win for Biden, there's, there is one shot that we have at this. And uh, it's, it's like, and I hate, cause it, it, with this stuff, sometimes I'm like, Oh, well, if it doesn't work out, whatever. But I'm like, this is it. You've won with one shot. And the shot is on November the 3rd, the only thing that screws up their plan is Biden wins. Right. On November 3rd. Because so many people have voted him. But he would have to win by a landslide, so there cannot be. Win by a landslide. That's exactly right. So it doesn't matter what the what those votes come in. So at this point, what the Democrats have to do, and this is why I think with time on the clock and you're with the with the game coming to an end, right? And the time running out, do you spend your your precious microphone moments out there complaining about the Supreme Court pick who's gonna do this thing anyway about how unfair and hypocritic Republicans are and blah, 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 because that's a waste of time because it's not going to get anything done. Or do you say, listen, we get it. That's done. We need to move forward. And I need everybody voting before the election. So if you have early mail-in, balloting, uh, mail-in ballots, do it now. If you can vote early, do it, because a lot of states have voting early, do yes, it. Yes, they do. And if you um, can at all, at all, take that risk of going out and voting in person, do it. Like mm-hmm. during, during November third, uh, if, that, if that's what happens, but try to get it done ahead of time. Try to get a mail-in ballot early and mail it in now, so it's already yes. counted. That's the point of mailing it in now. Don't mail it in late. Mail it in right. now, so it's already counted. Mail in the because it'll be it'll be in that number on November third. That's our goal. Is make sure your vote counts by November third. Exactly. That's the goal, not after November third, because then you're going to be part of the problem. Essentially, you're giving the Republicans their their. Uh, that necessary story that they so desperately want and are planning for. They are planning for that. So if Biden wins, 
overwhelming win on November 3rd, they are dead in the water. That whole mm-hmm. thing is disconnected. And there is no story now. There is no fraudulent anything because it all happened legit on the election. Right. There's, there's, that's the only way. That's the only way. And Democrats have to get very, very mobilized and making sure that's the consistent message. Right. And that's like people like us. And we're talking to people. That's like, hey, did you vote yet? You should get it in. Well, how can you vote early? Like, that's what you need to do. That's what everybody needs to do. Get in there, make sure their vote counts by November 3rd, that it's counted. That's how you always say that, how it's, that it's counted by November 3rd. So it's not like right. you put in your mail-in ballot on the 3rd. No, because it won't. Yeah, because isn't it six days after? Up to six days after? Up to after. six days after, right. right. And that's the point is we don't want that because there's going to be this no. deluge, right? So, so we want to try to avoid that. So it's get it in now. Pretend that it's happening the second that you can vote is when you should vote, basically. Right. Like get it right. in as, as much as possible. Um, cause you, you know, don't, don't count on November 3rd. Maybe it's gonna be really, my guess, really long lines on November 3rd. Cause everyone's going to start mm-hmm. to do this. And, and then mm-hmm. hopefully this movement gains steam because we have a month, essentially, um, a month and a week or so, right. To, to make sure this is like five weeks now to make sure that this is should, and this should be the messaging. If the Democrats waste it on the Supreme court confirmation hearings, they would have fallen for a very obvious ploy for the Republicans and the Republicans are trying to suck the air out of the room with the confirmations. Yep. The Democrats mm-hmm. should ignore it and move forward and be like, yep, you know what? I mean, the people who are participating do their thing, but that's it. They should not be, none of the talking heads, none of the, the you know, contributors or anything like that that comes up on the weekends. All the message should be is get out and vote now, vote early, get it done. Make sure your vote is counted by November 3rd. That is the only way to disconnect this because that Atlantic article was not conspiracy. That's just, they're, that's what the rules are. And they're saying if... Like, that's just an honest answer. When somebody says, hey, what are you going to do if this becomes a mess? They're going to say, here's what our plan is. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, I, I can't, again, I can't blame them for it because that's the game. So it's kind of like that old saying, don't hate the player, hate the game. Mm-hmm. That's the game. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to blame them for it. But the only way, the only way to checkmate that is Biden is, a, is an overwhelming winner on November 3rd. And the, the red mirage is not there because that's what they count on. Because the other stuff, Otherwise, is, is for like the mailing ballot thing. They're going to keep doing that and make that a thing. That's so that's also going to happen. So instead of doing that, it's like, OK, then fine. Vote now. Everyone needs to vote now. They need to make that. They need to make this the most overwhelmingly large win for Biden, where it's just they're They are shell shocked where the Trumplicans are shell shocked. Mm-hmm. And then in four years, when they kick out all the leadership and everybody resets, maybe the Republicans can come back and, you know, and help build the country. Uh, back the way they were originally intended to. And we have that, you know, the Trump against sort of back in the corners where they should be. So, cause again, I, th- I think you need, you know, the oddballs on both sides, right? Left and right. You need those extreme people on left and right, but they, it's too many of them right now. It's out of balance. So hopefully by then it balances back. So that's what I would say. Republicans need to do that and stop complaining about, or sorry, Democrats need to do that. Democrats, yeah. Complaining about, you know, Barrett. And then Democratic voters have to step up, right? Positively. So. Positively, they need to be out there. Well, I don't know about you, but I am certainly looking forward to the uh, debates. Yes, yeah, so that's coming up on the 29th of September. So Next we'll have Tuesday. one debate under, the, under our belt by the time we talk again. Yes. That's good. Yes. What, 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 are you, what do you sort of foresee is happening there? Uh... <laughs> Honestly, what I am really hoping for is I want to be able to see Biden show himself as a very strong leader. Yep. I really do. And I want I want to see Trump, you know, 
he's going to do his stupid stuff and fall, just fall. I'm just hoping that if enough people are watching it, they're going to see him for who he really is. That's what my goal is. Yep. Or, you know, they, what I would like to see. Yeah. So what, what, what do you think that, um, I mean, I guess, so do you, are you at all talking to anybody in Trumplandia? I have not this week. Um, it's what do you really think they would need to see for them to go, Ooh, uh, I think I'm going to vote Biden now. Cause at this point it's both teams rooting for their team. And I don't know, like, you know, it's, it's you the know, middle, it's the middle nation people, that are the people that can, that will swing this. It's the middle it, nation. Yeah. And you know, the biggest thing that I hear all the time, all the time, um, is the biggest issues that they concern themselves with is the same ones that are always, always there. Gun control and the economy. Yeah, short-sighted. And yeah. and yeah, exactly. That's what it really is. It's short-sighted. They're not looking at the whole picture. And I don't know how you get people to look at the whole picture because, again, I do see it as, and I, I myself was guilty of this, especially um, prior to you and I starting this podcast and getting to do all these learning of the different facets of the whole thing of the political system. I just think a lot of people are busy. They're trying to live life every day. They're getting bits and pieces. And yes, the media is biased. There's no doubt about it. And you really, without having the time to go into learning it and understanding it, they're at the mercy of whoever it is that they talk with or, or listen to. That's what I think. I really do. I really think that's part of the issue. Yep. You know, and until they've lived it or really see it, you know, and like I said, they're really just worrying about their own agenda, whether it be immigration or gun control. Um, it's, it just seems to me like that's what it is. It's the short sightedness. Yep. They're just, Busy and but, but do you life. think there's anything that Trump will do on the debate that they won't be like, yeah, he's amazing. He's definitely getting my vote. Do you think there's you anything know, he could do that, the thing that, that would cause the, them to go, hmm? You know, the thing that I just keep hearing from Trump is the same old, same old. Yeah, but what do you think about them? Like, what do you, I'm trying to of understand. What my people, what well, people what that Trump, I know. The Trump, what, 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 is there anything that a Trumplican could see happen on the debate? That would cause them to be like, ooh. Because <sighs> he's already basically said he's not going to do a transition of power peacefully, right? Yeah, which I just can't. To me, that's a big one. But he said that on the, in 2016. So it's a big one to you now, but it sure didn't matter it's, to you back in 2016. No, and, it didn't. And, this, and, this, and, 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 and you know what? How do you get into your mindset of 2016? Because that's who they are now. Well, that's what I'm looking at. I'm trying to think back of how it was when I was 2016. In 2016, I certainly was not near as involved as what I am now. And they probably aren't so, either. Right, exactly. And that's what I think the key is. You know, you just really have to be a lot more involved. And I don't know how to get people to be so much more involved into seeing what the whole picture is. Um because like I said, I look back at myself and, and yeah, okay, he may have said that, but did I really take it seriously? Did I really see it as a threat? No. But now I see it as a threat. If that makes any sense. Yeah, it I just, total sense, yeah. You know, back then I was not, I just really couldn't stand Hillary. Absolutely could not stand her. I can't, I did not really like Trump either. I wasn't happy with either one of them, but not knowing what I know now 
Um, so, so I'm curious. So let's dive into the, the Hillary Trump thing, because I'm curious of how you're saying on one hand, you just weren't involved. You just didn't know, but you knew enough to hate Hillary, but mm -hmm. you didn't know enough about Trump and you still voted for him. So I'm curious as to that mindset. Like, well, how do you justify you know, that? Because it sounds like you're basically saying, I didn't know anything, but I knew I didn't like Hillary. So I'm wondering how you knew that. Well, how did you know I, you didn't like Hillary? I didn't like Hillary because it was back to the same old, same old, as far as what I'm saying. People are getting, you get whatever it is that's on the news. At the time, uh, Fox News was our choice of um, so you were in the bubble. political information. So you might like Hillary. There could be a, an alternative view if you would like Hillary, uh, if you actually knew about Hillary. Because you haven't done any real research about her. I haven't done a whole lot of research on so Hillary. you can't say I, that you don't like her. You know, Hillary. there's just something about, there was always something about her that just struck me wrong. I didn't like Obama either. I couldn't stand Obama. I thought he was arrogant. I couldn't stand the man. I couldn't stand him. The whole eight years he was in there, I could not stand that man. I just didn't like his attitude. And that's, I felt, um, to me, uh, I felt that he was better than everybody else type attitude. And I just didn't like that. To me, that's how he portrayed himself. But to be clear, you were also just pretty much watching Fox News. To be clear, yes. Okay. Absolutely. So, so that's absolutely. So that's where it's like I, you know, I think it's healthy for you to say this. Like, yeah, okay, I was, I don't like these people, but at the same time, you go, but I only had really this sliver thin version of those people. Positively, you, you didn't, you weren't involved, you didn't know, so you can't no. even say now that you don't like Hillary. Not really. And honestly, you can't and say honestly, now you don't like truly, Obama. Not really. Right. And honestly you, you and truly, one of the biggest mistakes I made was. I let my better half be in control as well. Well, and then lots of people do that, right? They, they yeah. go along to get along. So, right. you know. But so, so does that, that mean, no, but we have that right to be an right. individual. Right. And to be able to, you know, search the stuff out ourselves. And I think that's the biggest thing is when you start to question things, like you're kind of like, man, some of that just doesn't sound quite right. And then you start to really, and especially today, we have so much, so many avenues in order to really research this stuff and understand and it, it better. Long, right. It doesn't. And if you just start to look at both sides and try to see all avenues, um, then you can get a better consensus of what's really going on. You know, it, it, the biggest thing for me with Trump that started me questioning him a lot was the Twitter thing. What part um, that he positively had to always put everything out. And I, I felt like he was always, he's, that's what he's doing. He's but, entertaining his, his audience for his real that time may be, show called. But the for me, for me, what spoke was as a mother and watching children grow up or seeing even my grandchildren grow up to see this person who is, what, what do we teach our kids? Don't bully. Don't put people down. Yeah. What is he doing? Yeah, He's putting that. people down. That, to me, was my number one thing that I kept looking at was his behaviors. Yeah. And that's what started me going, I'm not so sure I really like that. Right. I didn't see that before because of course it was not pronounced why wasn't it pronounced it wasn't in the news all the time it wasn't in the news in, you were watching all the time it was in the news all the time <laughs> it was just well not i don't re i don't recall it 
CNN the news that he was always twittering about so and so and so and so and that's, so. Again, that's what's interesting because it was like that's all our side was looking at, going, "What is this guy doing? I can't believe these people aren't seeing this." That's because Fox wasn't letting you see it, because Fox yeah. determines what. You know, now, you're talking talk. about in 2016 then. 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019. You didn't start seeing it. You didn't start seeing it until 2020. Right. And that wasn't right. until after we started this podcast because you were forced to basically, because of this podcast, to go and start looking. No, at no, 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 no. Let's go back on that one. I'm going to correct you on that. When one. did you see Twitter stuff that was annoying you? Because you were, um, you were pro Trump when to, this podcast uh, started. No, I started seeing it prior to us doing this podcast. I was still Trump, but I was starting to question in my mind, why is this man doing this? I don't like the way he's behaving. It didn't mean that I was totally there yet until we started this podcast. But yes, I was totally questioning. And the important thing is with a little bit of questioning, you went, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this doesn't seem to make sense. No. No, it really doesn't. When I, I tell you, uh, you know, and, and, and as I've expressed before, I can't say that I'm 100%. You know, I wasn't too thrilled with Biden either. I have my concerns, not necessarily about him as, well, I do have my concern. My main concern is his age. You know, I really am concerned about some of that stuff, but I do have to look at who's going to move the country. Who's yeah. Who's going to be more representative of this country. Trump is not representing us. Well, he is not representing the United States. He was making a mockery out of us. We look like an idiot. A lot of the officials in our government are making us look like idiots. Yep. And they need to be gone. They need to be gone. We need to have term limits. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Term limits need to be in there. There's just a lot of things I think yeah. need to but change. But then you need somebody government. who's going to do term limits. That's the other thing. Well, that's it. Yeah, I that's, mean, that's where moderates have to start taking over because the reason we're here is because we have too much extremes. Yeah. You know, but if moderates took over and said, hey, you know what? We'll, you know, we'll do term limits because we're moderates. We don't want to do this as a career forever. Maybe for, let's say, three terms as a senator, that gives you 12 years to make a pretty good size dent. Mm-hmm. So you don't need 85 years in the Senate. Um, because at a certain point, like, look at what's going on with South Carolina and Lindsey Graham. Like, that dude is not representing South Carolina anymore. Right? Oh, he's, no. He's partying with Trump. He's golfing with Trump. He's, he's doing, he's on the national stage. And he likes the national stage, like, you know, power, again, power begets power. And sometimes you get a little blind to it. So mm-hmm. he probably started out very good for South Carolina. Right. For, 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 you know, for that cert, for a certain contingent, obviously in South Carolina, but, but good. And then, but now he's forgotten it because right. he, doesn't, he personally doesn't need to. And at the end of the day, people are going to take care of themselves. Like they're definitely, you know, unselfish people out there, but even un- people who give of themselves unselfishly are doing it for selfish reasons because it makes them feel good. So, mm-hmm. you know, everyone does things for selfish reasons. And so it's sort of to be expected that with time, and you sort of sit in this power seat for so long that eventually it's like, what do they say? Like ultimate power corrupts ultimately or something or absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. I think is the phrase. So it's like, it's good. It's kind of eventually going to happen, or at least it gets harder and harder and harder to not happen. So right. why make it a risk? Just say, Hey, we're going to, you know, make it such that anybody can, um, 
you know, and, and after 12 years, after three terms or whatever, I think it's, what is it? Six years in Senate maybe. Um, so after three terms, you're done. Like that's mm-hmm. a long time. What is it? 18 years if it's six years. So I don't even know. Um, how long does a Senator serve? This is why I like Google. So we can find this out and educate everybody. Well, and that's what I think the key is. I think, you know, like, uh, so it's 18 years. Yep. Yeah. I do think we need to definitely, um, one of the things with our podcast that would be interesting to do is to educate people as to the political system. It amazes me how many of our young people are not being taught how our government works. They get a very slim synopsis, but they really don't understand. To me, that should be very, very important in being taught because these people are helping to run this country. This country is run by all of us. And the problem is what they're thinking is that they really don't have any say. That's what I think anyway. That's yeah. just. No, I, I, I agree with that. I think there's a lot, there's a lot of apathy in younger voters. That's the other, that's the other saving grace here is younger voters. If they can mobilize themselves mm-hmm. and sort of go like, eh, like don't let the adults have control right now. The adults should exactly. not have control right now. Like they, they should not. So mm-hmm. like it, it is, it is this weird, crazy edge of adults that, that have this. And for kids out there, Right. And again, I say kids as in people that can vote 18 and older, um, you know, being able to get out there and vote, like take advantage of this opportunity that you have, just like you mm-hmm. did with gun control and the Parkland shootings and what, cause you're, you are, you are that generation, that generation is squarely having to deal like with, it just boggles my mind that they have to have drills of, well, let's, let's talk about what happens when the shooter comes in. This is how we're, this was our answer. Like yeah. as a society, we're like, well, you know what we'll do? We'll just do drills so that, you know, students, you know, and we'll just arm the teachers. Like this, this is the problem. That's, that should never have been an answer. That should never, ever, 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 ever have been an answer uh, for how we're going to deal with school shootings. And yet that's it. Now they just do drills. And I'm like, this is your generation. Do not let this happen. Mm-hmm. The kids in Parkland, I think stood up. I think a lot of kids are standing up like this, you know, how did this happen? And right. why did the adults in the room think that's what, how we should handle it? Cause that mm-hmm. just doesn't make sense at all. That doesn't make Mm-mm. sense at all. Mm-mm. So, you know, it's t- enough's enough and stand up and vote, you know, and ideally voting Biden because that's what's going to take back the control. Let's not feed this frenzy anymore because this is clearly going off the rails. You know, you got, you got, this is, this is the crowd who's in charge right now supports the NRA. The NRA is already under indictment for fraud. They stole yeah. a bunch of money from their members, right? Yep. The crowd that is in charge right now is the ones who are like build a wall and they're raising a bunch of money. You got Steve Bannon now, again, indicted because he's right. you know, arrested for fraud because he stole a bunch of money from people that were building right. the wall, that donated to build the wall. So it's like, these, this is the crowd of people. When you look at Trump and you see who he surrounds himself by and how many of them have gone to jail. Right. You don't just go like, well, Trump's the only good one out of the bunch. No, you go, oh, he just is the only one who hasn't gotten caught. He's just really mm-hmm. good at insulating himself. Like, mm-hmm. cause other people don't have that. Mm-hmm. Other people don't, you, you know, it's like you, there's a, there's a, a kind of a, a unwritten rule where it's like, you're like the people that are around you type of thing. Right. So if you want to, if you want to be better in life and surround yourself with people who are also better at life and you know, all of a sudden you, you sort of rise and that's sir, Trump is surrounding himself with people like himself. That's what he does. That's what everybody does. Mm-hmm. Everybody does that. You're like people like that are most, you know, the people that are in your area, your, your direct influence, that's who you're going to be like in the world. 
Um, and that's, that's, a, that's a just known thing. And that's what Trump's doing. And you see all these people that are going to jail or being arrested or under investigation. And you go, hmm, I guess Trump's the only one that's not, that's really good. I don't know how he, I don't know how he keeps fighting himself in the middle of all these criminals. That's <laughs> so weird. And I'm like, uh, like, this is the thing where it's like these, these obvious, you know, obvious, obvious, obvious things. But again, if you're just watching Fox News, which of course people mm-hmm. that this probably are not just listening to Fox News, hopefully, um, but they probably know people who do. And they only get that very small, slim view of the world um, from Tucker Carlson and from, uh, you know, these other guys that are out there. So Sean Hannity and uh, right. there's, uh, you know, some other you know, these, these, not the news, not Carson. the true news. Yeah. Tucker, we had Tucker, Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity um, yeah. and others that are out there, you know, still, they just spout their own thing because again, they're, they look at themselves as entertainment for this. Well, it's entertainment, but the also thing, the other thing is that everybody needs to remember is that this is opinion. You have to decipher between fact and opinion. Yeah. But they present their opinions as facts. So it's, it's unlikely. But that's that what I'm saying. To, we don't you know have how to, to decipher. Think. But as a country, right. we have exactly. not thinking. So we don't know how to do that. So to right. say, oh, wait, people have to do that. It's, it's They're not going to because they don't even know it's a thing they should be doing right now. Mm-hmm. You, know? you don't realize that until you go, oh, there's a whole other view of the Oh, wait a second. Oh, wait a second. What's 80% of the world? You know, so there's like this 20%. Let's just, and I don't think it is 20%. I think it's like 3%. That's the crazy stuff that Fox shows. And if you, But if you only look at that 3% or 5% or 10%, of, of, you know, that version of the truth, then it's hundred percent to you, right? Cause that's all mm-hmm, you see. Mm-hmm. But then when you step out and you look at the world and you go, and you stop saying 90% of the world is fake news. Cause that's how they just, that's, that's cultish. That's how you, that's how you create a cult. It's just right. like everything outside the cult is evil. Right. And it's from the devil, whatever that is for you, right. Whatever the opposite is in this case, fake news is the new devil. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, if it's from CNN, then obviously it's fake news. So you can't trust. It. Oh, MSNBC, definitely fake news. Can't trust it. Now, yes, there's some bias there for sure, but it doesn't mean everything's fake. Right. And you take everything with a grain of salt and you go, yeah, the truth is somewhere in the middle. But that's the point of critical thinking. That's where we get to participate and, and actually come up with our own thoughts and not just mm-hmm. parrot somebody else's headlines, you know, which is which is somebody else's opinion to your point. Right. But it's presented as fact. And so they think that what they're saying is somebody else's facts right? That somebody else went and spent time, but no, they just came up with it and it was good talking points and it was a good story and it was fun. It was entertaining and it keeps the money coming in. Mm-hmm. So that's the other way to do it is for advertisers to just stop doing Fox because they realize companies realize it's for the good of the planet, you know, and, and society, they can't do it anymore. And they stop feeding that machine. Cause if Fox wasn't making money doing it, Fox wouldn't do it anymore. Right. If there wasn't a market for it because it's run well, like it's a business. Yeah, it is. You know? And it's, it you know, is. it should only be the MyPillow guy that supports Fox right now. But every other company that's on there, again, they have an audience. So I also get it, <laughs> you know, it's, it's tough, but, and it's a big audience. It's 30% of the planet or sorry, of the planet, 30% of the U S you know, that, that is this frothy Trump supporter, right wing militia walking in the streets, people. So they're the, they're the Trumpligans, but mm-hmm. you know, critical thinking is not going to be a thing for them. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I I think about it a lot when I'm talking to people, you know, how do I get them to understand? But you you can hear it in their voice, the Trumplicans. You can really hear it in their voice. They have like a fight in them. Yeah. When they're talking to you. Because their leader has a fight in him. And they like it. They like that so much. He's got all this fight. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. 
you know, I just, I personally just want somebody representing me that has uh, a little bit more wanting to look at both sides. Yeah. I'm not sure what the right word is on that, but you know, I, yeah, I just don't want this. Oh, well, He's wrong and she's stupid or Sleepy Joe or name calling. I can't I'm tired stand of hearing that. about blue states and red states. Like I'm okay. I'm okay for that. But when they make it about the states, it's like, it's looping us all in. It's like, oh, we'll just disconnect those states and who cares. And well, people, it's dividing the country. There's no doubt about it's yep. dividing the country. And that is not what we are supposed to be doing. Exactly right. You know that it's it's wrong. It's just wrong. It's going to cause all sorts of things. And like one person I did talk to this week, he said, you know, he said my biggest fear is he said I think we're headed for a civil war if this keeps up. If it keeps up, yes. Like Absolutely. This is, this is the point where we all go. Well, we okay. have to stop it. I mean, imagine if we got four more years of this. Well, that's that's the you frightening know? part. I mean, that's that's the thing. That's why. It's it's not frightening as long as you're gonna everyone's gonna take the action and we get people to take action. Then it's just yeah. okay, yeah, that could have happened, but we're not gonna drive ourselves off a cliff because on November third, everyone's vote is going to have been already counted mm-hmm. and Biden mm-hmm. will already be a declared winner. Um, mm-hmm. because it'll just be like it just doesn't matter anymore. We got all the precincts, he's won the electoral votes, he's got it's done. Like yeah, mail-in votes are coming in, but there's not enough of them to change now. Even if they all came in for Trump, it wouldn't matter. Like that's what the answer needs to be. It's mm-hmm. like if all of these unaccounted voters, you know, because we, we will know what percentage of America voted at that point. We'll know all that stuff and we'll know statistically. We'll, we'll know, hey, if all of those outside votes were all 100% Trump and they all came in, even if it was double Trump and they mm-hmm. all came in, he would still not win right now. That's what we need. We need this like decisive and overwhelming are not strong enough words. It needs right. to be this avalanche of obviousness. It absolutely it, does. That's, that's it. It needs the American people to really pull together and really see what is going on. And that on includes there. all the moderates. That includes all the people who typically don't vote. That includes all the people that, you know, would throw away their vote to a third party candidate because they're just kind of doing a protest vote. Like all of the people who, you know, write in Mickey Mouse, right? All of that has to go Biden now because it's just this, this year it is, it, it, it is necessary. This is the year oh, we have critical. to sacrifice that. Sacrifice totally the fun, critical. sacrifice the ego a little bit, sacrifice and go, okay, we, we can't do four more years of this. So, cause it will, it will, you know, we won't be, we won't be in a great place as a, as a country, you know, divided, uh, which mm-hmm. we certainly are right now. And that's what this, this is how he, how he enjoys it. He likes playing the sides. He likes the fight, you know? So he's going to create more fight because he likes it. Like that's what, it's okay for him. And, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it's, a, it, so we have to say as a country, is it okay for us as a society to your point? Is it okay for us? I think a lot of people are saying, no, now, now it's, you got to vote early, get your vote in, make sure it's counted by November 3rd, which means not putting it in the mail, you know, a week before right. November 3rd, put it in as soon as you possibly can. As soon as you get it, as soon, soon as, as you, you are it, permitted, put it in, get it counted. And make if, sure if you're you not look it up. Person, look it up vote online. Person, vote early or vote in person. Like yeah. you have to do that and look it up online. Yes. There are lots of reasons, lots of different ways. It was national registration, uh, voter registration day just a little while back. So you can check and see if you are registered. I have been paranoid about it. I check like every week to make sure I'm still registered. Like, <laughs> not that I think it's that, just that, man, did I do it right? Like I would hate to go there and be like, oh, no, you're not in the polls. But what? Yeah, really. Yeah. I was like, okay, make sure I didn't do it wrong. That I'm definitely registered. That I don't have anything to do. I'm just, you know constantly right. verifying that I'm, i am done everything right like 
it, it's that level of, you know, we don't ask much as, as Americans of ourselves. We do of certain people, obviously, like the military. Mm-hmm. As Americans overall, we don't ask that much of each other. But this is one of those things where it's like, you got to step up. You know, you got to step up and think this, you know, take, take this action to make this avalanche of obviousness when it comes to who won by November 3rd. So there's absolutely a red mirage. So that red mirage is not there. Right. So you do not have to have this battle because that battle does not have to happen. The only way it's going to have to happen is if all the Democrats stay home and vote mm-hmm. with a nail, can no mm-hmm. procrastinate it because that's what humans do, you know, and then this big giant wave of blue wave will come in and it'll give the Republicans what they need and, and they just act their plan. Mm-hmm. And nothing's going to stop it because everyone's going to bitch about it, but they're going to do it anyway because that's what they do because that's what they've always, always, always done. People in power will keep power. So you have to have this bigger power that comes in. We have to step up early and get in early. So make sure your vote is counted before November. By the time November 3rd is over, your vote has to be counted not just in process, counted. That would be, I think, the message that we need to hit for the next five weeks. Absolutely. 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 All right. Well, with that, anything else you wanted to talk about? No, that, those, I think we covered pretty much what there will be. I'm looking forward to uh, watching the debate and seeing what we'll talk about next week. And how the debate will go, plus the aftermath. That would be interesting. Well, and go ahead and uh, tell everybody who we are. We'll wrap this thing up. Yes, we are Politics with Mom. You can find us on Politics with Mom at Gmail. You can follow it, um, find us on Politics with Mom at, uh, um, sorry, Twitter, on Twitter at Politics with Mom, uh, politicswithmom.com, and on YouTube. And please subscribe and leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. We really need that help. Yes. All right. Well, with that, we'll bring this officially to a close. I still love you, Mom. I love you too, son. And thanks for changing my vote. (laughs) 